Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today's message, I want to take almost like a time to, to, to get real with us. And I want to have almost like a, well, it can't be face to face, but I want to have at least a heart to heart talk with us about what are we doing in this lockdown season? And are we allowing a God to finish what he started? And so I want us to meditate on God's word today. And, and, and so if you have your Bibles, you know, would you turn with me to James, James chapter 1, amen. James chapter 1, we're going to read from verse 2 all the way to verse 8 for, for context. Uh, but we're mainly going to be focusing on maybe verse 2 uh, to 5. But we're going to read from chapter 1. James 1, 2 to 8. Amen. Is that okay? Yeah? You got it? All right. Let's do it. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. That, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Amen. Uh, but we're going to be focusing on verse 2 to 5, which let me read it again, yeah? Uh, my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing, trials and testing, now you get the, the, the title for today's message, amen, uh, of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Amen. Amen. You know, I want us to use this time of lockdown to get into God's word more, and not just to read God's word, but to allow God's word to challenge us, allow God's word to reveal, you know, uh, the different things that are in us. And I really believe that this lockdown is, is like a trial. You know, it is like a testing. Uh, it is not fun, first of all. No, no tests is fun. If you don't believe me, ask all the students in church to tell you no forms of exam or tests ever fun from driving tests to to i don't know you know even eye exams are never fun you know we just we, we run a score high and well maybe not for the eye exam but you know what i'm saying you know no tests or exams are ever fun but they are a much needed process in our lives and so i don't want us to misunderstand and so this is what i mean you know maybe you're going through this and and in the natural without the word of god without the promises of god in the natural uh, you are getting frustrated and don't get me wrong the lockdown is tough it is a test it is a trial it is a challenge you know maybe for some of us this lockdown has been challenging for us because we have children at home running around and that's challenging. Maybe we are finding it a challenge to work from home. Maybe we're finding it a challenge to, to live without friends. And maybe we're finding it a, a challenge to, I don't know, you know, uh, 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 be, uh, uh, you know, 
responsible or keep to our schedule. Maybe it's been a challenge waking up. And so praise God, you woke up. So, you know, but it's, it's tough, right? Because every day kind of for some people feels like a, like a holiday, feels like a day they can sleep in. But then the more you sleep in, the, the later you wake up, the later you wake up, you feel guilty, you feel out of sync. And then the rest of your day gets all over the place. And then it repeats next day, next day, next day, next day, next day. And so in this lockdown, if we do it by our own strength, we will get frustrated and we might not even get something good come out of it. We'll only get more frustrated and we'll only be like crying out, God, make it stop. But I want you to know that whatever form the trials in life might take, it is for our benefit. God allows testing and trials for our benefit. So this is why we're going to the, the, the promises of God. You know what? Tell you what? Before I go into that, let me give you a circular uh, 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 well, definition. I, I was reading up the NHS website on uh, what clinical trials mean, uh, just for fun as I was researching, and, and you'll be surprised. It says this, right, in their website. Clinical trials help us understand how to treat a particular illness. And so a trial is there to help us understand how to treat a particular... So in other words, you know, if, if you... I'm just going through their own strength. Uh, you might be sick. There might be an area in your life that, that needs treatment that you don't even realize. But it's only when you meditate on the Word of God and you go like, wow, you know, all trials is there to produce perseverance. And when perseverance has done all that it has done, it will produce, uh, you know, maturity. It will produce completeness. It will produce perfection so that I lack nothing. You understand that, wow, God, trials are, uh, while painful, is actually for my good. And I didn't know that I had areas I need to mature on, so on, so forth. And so, you know, even the NHS says that, you know, it may benefit you, it says here, or others like you in the future. Wow. Wow, it couldn't be that this lockdown is an opportunity for us to work on ourselves, like I said, like a cocoon, so that when, you know, the lockdown or when the, you know, social distancing is eased, uh, we are able to be released for the benefit of not just ourselves, but for others like you. I don't think you are the only one that's finding it difficult to work from home. I don't think you're the only one that is wrestling with different things in this time of isolation. You're not the only one with depression. You're not the only one with discouragement. You're not the only one with pain. But you could be the only one in your circle of friends who has Jesus and it is with Jesus in this trial that you might produce a benefit for you and for others like you, come on. You know, when God is using the NHS website to preach to you, he means business. And it says this, a clinical trial, oh, uh, it says this, if you take part in a clinical trial, you may be one of the first people to benefit from a new breakthrough. 
Amen. Can you just say amen to that? It's so good. I'm going to say that again. When you take part in a clinical trial, you may be one of the first people to benefit from a new breakthrough. Replace the word clinical and say that, God, I understand now why you're allowing these challenges to come because you want to allow me to be one of the first people to benefit from this new breakthrough. The first, but not the last. Amen. From me, this new breakthrough, this new testimony will spread and bless so many other people. Amen. Whatever it produces, whether it's patience, whether it's perseverance, it will bless other people. Uh, one, one, one last preaching point from the NHS website. A clinical trial will be tested against other treatments called a control. This will either be a dummy, okay, let's not be thinking a placebo in other words, or a standard treatment already in use. In other words, when a clinical trial happens, it, 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 God is basically, you know, if I can insert some spiritual uh, uh, knowledge into this. So when you're going through a trial, just like a clinical trial, how people being given the new vaccine medicine is being tested against other people. Now, these other people that we don't know, uh, they could be going through nothing, the, the dummy, the placebo, or they could be going through something, but they are going through a different treatment, a standard treatment. And so I don't know what you are going through. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it is hurt. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it is fear. Maybe it is paranoia. Uh, maybe it is, you know, name. I'm not here to shame you, but name personally, you know, all your deepest, darkest thoughts. Oh man, these are all the things I am going through, but I can tell you, you're not the only one. And there are many people out there who are going through the same thing. We always think that we are the only one that has messed up. In fact, that's what the devil likes to do. Every time we fall, he makes us think that we're only one. You are not alone uh, in your challenge. Amen. Uh, but however, how you approach the challenge, that's entirely up to you. In other words, the science says that even in the clinical trials, there's the standard way, but the trials is to test a new way. And so I want you to know that there is a standard way to face depression. There is a standard way to face unforgiveness. There is a standard way to face all these emotional and social problems uh, that are a big part of our lives. And they are called drugs. They are called having a drink. They are called, you know, a therapy, whatever it is. But here we are. We, we have the opportunity to test out a new way. God's way the way of the word of God. And if this proves successful, it will be tested against. And so what I'm saying is this, you might feel like you're going through a challenging time right now, whether it's due to isolation or just in life in general. Maybe there's a challenge financially, maybe it's a challenge in the area of your health, but that challenge is not there to punish you. The challenge is there because other people are also going through similar challenges. The only difference is in your challenge, you can allow God to come in. You know, you can allow God to, God's promises to come in, to interrupt it, uh, to, you know, dissect it, to treat it. And, and so that when you come out of it, that breakthrough can be compared to other people who are going through the same thing. And hopefully that will begin to turn the hearts and minds of many people to go like, you know what? I want to have what he is having. I want to have what she is having. We're going through the same thing, but how come that person 
how come what what is happening in that person's life that is working and then we get to say well the answer is in Jesus it's always been Jesus amen so I want to help us today to understand our trials and to you know dive into God's word a little bit and begin to love our trials and allow our trials to finish what God has started amen you know I, I believe that you know that that this is uh, uh, really, we always say God has, has created us for such a time as this. And so don't think of this. Don't think of this uh, a lockdown as a pause button. This is not a pause button. This is a purpose. This is a, this is a purpose button. Would you activate that purpose button? Don't, don't look at this lockdown as an interruption. Maybe it's an intervention from God. To help us work on the areas that we need to work on because it's an illness that we don't even know that we're fighting. Three points I have for you and they all start with T. They all start with the word trials. And the first point is this. Trials, as we learn from the word of God, trials reveal the condition of your faith. Trials reveal the condition of your faith. Amen. Earlier on, we read in James chapter 1, verse 2, uh, in fact, verse 2 to, to, to 4 says this, Count all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing, the trials and the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Which means that until the trials and tests started, there was something lacking in your life. But the problem is this, when we go through life, sometimes we don't realize. We don't realize that we lack something. And when we go through life, you know, in every other times, uh, we can hide. We can hide behind, you know, our, I don't know, we can hide behind our, 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 you know, our church crowd. We can hide behind, you know, everything. We can hide behind our jobs. We can hide behind our titles. We can hide behind our busyness. We can hide behind our studies. We can hide behind everything, our looks. But right now, do you realize, interestingly, we are all living in a time right now where we can't hide behind our studies anymore because there's no university classes to go to, you know? We can't hide behind our looks anymore because we're all working from home and chances are more people are not put, putting on makeup, putting on hair product than they Ah, and, and why I'm saying this, usually, you know, we, we, when, we, when life was normal, we could, you know, maybe put on some makeup and people could say, oh, wow, you look beautiful. And, and out of those words from people, we, we, we feel good. But that feel good, it was not coming from God. It was coming from other people. Uh, maybe we're going through something on the inside, but we disguise it. We put on a mask by dressing up well, putting hair products so we look like, you know, a very put together businessman. Uh, but there is a fallen nature within us that is not being addressed. And the longer and longer that that, that issue is there, it's just going to, you know, give birth to, to, to death. But God is saying that, do you not see what I'm doing? In this time of lockdown, I'm taking away, I'm, I'm, I'm intervening. Like I said earlier, this is not a disruption. This is an intervention from God. You know, all this while, God might be saying, you've been saying that you've been too busy for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting a pause to that busyness. I'm, I'm, I'm taking away your job. I mean, not, not imply, imply anything. You know, I pray that nobody will be 
unemployed, but even if you had to go through furloughing or, or you know, being put on, on you know, paid leave, maybe try to see God's purpose in it. Yes, it is a challenge. Don't get me wrong. It is a trial. But that trial of furlough, that trial of paid leave, that trial of a sabbatical is to reveal who we really are once we don't have a job to define us. Have we been using our jobs to define us? Have we been finding pride and confidence in our achievements rather than God? And this is what it means by when, when God says that, you know, trials and testing produces perseverance. It comes in to see whether we have what it takes so that in the end, we might lack nothing. In other words, you know, God is stripping away, stripping away our beauty, stripping away our health, stripping away our schedule, stripping away the other distractions. And now really, we are most vulnerable. We are most vulnerable. You no, know, we always say this, oh, I just want to come back to that place, Lord, where it's nothing else but you and me. Guess what? We're living there every day. <laughs> every day right now, there's nothing else except you and God. Think about that for a moment. There's nothing else except you and God. The question is, in that nothing else between you and God, is God being glorified? Or is God being set aside? You know, trials, like I say, reveal the condition of your faith. Let me ask you uh, this. Let me ask you this. In this time of trial and testing, has your worship gone up? Or has your worship gone down? I mean, let me get real. I'm, that's why I'm saying today, I'm here to get real with you. You know, think about it. You know, I'm just going to use this example. So don't hate on me. But if you hate on me, forgive me. I'm only human. Church, online church, right where you are at right now. I'm not spying on you. But how's your dressing? Now, again, our dressing doesn't get us saved. We're not saved by good works. But we are saved to glorify God. And, and, and what I mean is this, you know, all the other times when we dress up for church, for example, are we doing it because there is a social obligation to do it? Or are we doing it because God deserves our best, our best worship, like earlier on during worship, were you just sitting back or were you standing up? Were you engaging or were you sipping on a cup of coffee? You know, was worship earlier just background music or, or was that your once a week corporate worship? Corporate, even though we're not together, but at least online, we're corporately watching together right now, tuning in right now. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, we're being revealed. You know, I, I, did you come in on time to watch this broadcast? And the thing is this, we used to do it. We, we used to come early to church. I hope you still do. You know, but, but all this coming early to church, dressing our best, giving God our best praise, serving have we been doing that? Or has our worship dropped? The standard of our worship dropped? The passion of our worship dropped? Has our generosity towards God dropped? I'm not here to check on you. I'm not here 
to check your bank account. I'm just here to say that that's what trials and testings do. They reveal the true condition of our faith. And I'm not here to shame anyone, but I'm here to say I'm preaching it to myself as well. You know, what is God revealing? And, I be, and I'm telling this, whatever is being revealed, whether for good or bad, that is the true condition of our faith. And I'm not here to go like, oh, yikes, you know, time to tune out. I'm here to say that what are we doing there for with that revelation? Now that God has used this isolation as a challenge, as a trial, as a test to check on our worship, what comes up? Is it more that comes up or is it less? Are we now saying that, oh, because everything's online, I can wake up later. What's that about? Oh, now that everything's online, I can watch it later in the afternoon. I'm going out for my walk. Well, you never went out for your walk before that. You never went out for your job before that. You know, before that, you know, before this lockdown, you know, Sundays, there was a day of, you know, just observing it, worship and honor to God, especially in the morning. And so if we have allowed this, challenge this trial called a lockdown to derail and deprioritize our worship? God, help me. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not here to make anyone feel bad. I'm here to say that what trials reveal, what are we doing with that revelation? So if you feel like, man, what am I... Hey, yikes, Pastor, I'm not sure whether you're spying on me. I am now here in my PJs just watching church. Yikes. No, don't feel bad. I don't know who you are. But what I'm saying is, God is also revealing to you, is this the, is this giving God your best? Yikes. Is, is waking up late giving God your best? Is just tuning in and watching passively giving God your best? Where is your faith? You know what I'm saying? And, and so that's my point. That's my point. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock anyone down, but I'm sure trying to say that trials reveal the true condition of your faith and let us work on that revelation. Do you know the word coronavirus? Yes, it's named from corona, the Latin word for crown. Corona means crown. And why? Because the, the way the virus is shaped, like when you look down at a microscope, it looks like it's a crown from top down or whatever it is. I'm not a scientist, but that is the genesis of his name. Crown. King. Who is king right now? Is Jesus still king? Or is the virus king? This, 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 this lockdown is a challenge to reveal who is still king. Maybe the virus is not king. Maybe the king is us. Maybe unknowingly in the lockdown, we have kicked Jesus off the throne of our life and we have sat back there and start thinking now everything revolves around me and my convenience. No, 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 no. Jesus needs to be king again. So I pray that whatever God is using this, maybe this, this challenge, this working from home is revealing that, that man, you need to work on your patience. You need to work on your fear. You need to work on, you know, different things. You need to work on the unforgiveness. The question is now, what are you doing with that revelation? 
Are you boxing it aside and label it? No, procrastinate, do it next time. Not listening to this, la 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 la. Even that revealing shows that, man, you are still on the throne of your life. But if Jesus is on the throne, then when unforgiveness is revealed, then you'll be like, God, help me to forgive right now. Maybe I can write a letter to, maybe I can text, maybe I can call to say sorry right now. There's no time like now to build bridges or to rebuild bridges. Amen. So trials reveal work on that revelation, allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Moving on, because all the points are interrelated. Trials produce the building blocks of success. Trials produce the building blocks of success. It says that, you know, earlier on we read that, you know, trials, um, they produce patience uh, and patience have its perfect word that you may be uh, perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Certain translation says mature and complete and lacking in nothing. And so in other words, trials produce perseverance. That's stamina, perseverance. That's another way to say faithfulness. Uh, trials produce maturity, mature Christian thinking. And trials produce, you know, it says here, a completeness. Uh, I know completeness finds, sounds like the final product, but completeness means a state of wanting nothing else. So I really believe that this trial, at any trial for that matter, I'm just using this trial right now as an example. Trials are always used by God to produce three things. With Jesus as the chief cornerstone, these other things will become building blocks that will help us build uh, towards success. You know, because lacking in nothing, you know, someone who's persevered, Mature, lacking in nothing, that is what I call a picture of success. Not money, not fame, not fortune, but, but someone who's mature, someone who, who is persevering, someone who lacks nothing or desires nothing, you know, someone who's content. I, I find that to be a picture of success. And so that's what trials produce. You know, they produce the building block of success. First and foremost, Jesus needs to be the cornerstone. And then after that, you know, trials are there to, to test us in the area of our perseverance. You know, are we as tough as we think we are? Are we as patient as we think we are? Are we as faithful as we think we are? Perseverance. Perseverance. And so that's what I mean, right? So, Trials reveal the true nature and out of the true nature, maybe some ugliness is revealed. So what do we do with this ugliness right now? Well, work on it, guided by the principles of perseverance, maturity, and completion. In other words, with all this mess, let's, let's say for example, let's say for example, fear, right? So this trial, working from home, being isolated is, is causing fear, paranoia to just come out, and you realize that, man, uh, no, 
while all this while you've been going to church and while you're in the midst of saints and singing and worshiping together, you feel like you've overcome. But in actuality, there are certain things, especially in the area of fear, that have yet to overcome. So, so how do you overcome it? Do you just cry and go like, oh God? No, no, no. You go like, hmm, okay, okay, I've got an issue of fear. Thank you, trial. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for using this trial, for using this isolation to reveal my fears. Now, let me persevere. Let me persevere, which means that even though I have fear, let me soldier on in my faithfulness in God. In other words, don't deny your fear. Don't box it up. Don't can it. Instead, let it come out and go like, you know what? God, help me to persevere through this fear. I can't help but be scared, but let me to persevere. You know, God, I'm surrounded by shadow and death. But then Psalm 23 says this, but I shall walk through it. That's called perseverance. Pausing is like, ah, shadow and death, yikes. But perseverance is like, shadow and death, this is a real valley, but I'm going to walk through it. And as I walk through it, God is going to be with me. And so I'm going to persevere through this. Maybe unforgiveness has come out. Maybe offense has come out. Maybe, you know, certain words were exchanged before the lockdown and, and, and you are still hurting from those words. You're still angry at those words. And now you don't have an opportunity to confront or to resolve. Then persevere. Persevere means this, to, to do something that is tough. Persevere. So what's tough when you're offended? To forgive. What's tough when you've been hurt? To apologize. Even though it might not be you who made the wrong move, but God is the reconciliator and as followers of Christ, we are meant to reconcile the world to each other. And so let reconciliation uh, be evident in our lives. And so... You know, what is it? But is reconciliation easy? No, it's, it's, it's tough. Persevere. Persevere. Working from home is tough. Persevere. Studying from home is tough. Persevere. Amen. Just persevere. And as you go through that tough thing, not denying it, but going through it, God's going to work at it. God's going to work at it. And, and when you, and also how do you work at it? By approaching it maturely. By approaching it maturely through the word of God. You know, the thing is this. Someone preached a great message. Have childlike faith, but don't have childish faith. Many times we want childlike faith, but we are childish when God wants us to change. And so maturity is this. God, you revealed an area of my life. Help me to be mature about this. Help me not to be offended by this. Help me to rise up. That's maturity. To rise up. To grow up. And so, for example, if you have unknowingly, you know, become more chilled or more relaxed and, and taken even, you know, online church for granted and now it's just watching and you're becoming a couch potato instead of a worshiper of Christ, then don't be offended by my words, but mature and go like, you know what? I need to, I need to stop this. This is not right. I've got 52 Sundays a year to praise God corporately. And even then, we can't do it corporately. So, so, so I will not you know, diminish worship 
uh, by, I don't know, being too relaxed about it or, or, or you know, prioritizing myself over it. I'm going to mature. I'm going to start thinking like a grown-up. I'm going to start thinking like a mature believer. I'm going to start thinking like a leader, even though I might not be, but I'm going to start thinking like one. And, and, and especially now, you know, when there's nobody else around me, God, I want to honor you in the secret. That's called maturity. That's called maturity, right? To honor God in the secret place, guess what? We're all living and breathing in our secret place right now. There's nothing except our secret place right now. Will you glorify God in that? Of course, it says here, completion, wanting nothing else. Can we allow trials and testings in our lives to bring us to a place where we want nothing else? Where we just go like, you know what? God, there's this fear. Oh no, I, I'm being put on hold in my job. Oh no, my, 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 my finances are affected. Ah! And then so you realize, oh God, you're revealing to me that, that the finance is still king and, 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 and fear is still king. And you know what, God, I really want to come back to that place where I desire nothing else except you. I desire nothing else except you. One day, we're going to see God face to face. And then you're going to realize that none, nothing else matters except your salvation in Christ. When you see God face to face, your bank account doesn't matter. Your Instagram followers don't matter. The house you live didn't matter. The car you drove didn't matter. The clothes you wore didn't matter. All of it didn't matter except what truly matters, which is your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. The two biggest commandments, love God with your all and love your neighbor as yourself. Only these two things matter. And I implore you to use this trial right now to come to that place of completion of wanting nothing else except to give God my best and to love my neighbor as myself. Amen. And as you do this, it creates success in your life. You know, as you do this, as Jesus is your cornerstone, and then as you get better with perseverance, you know, success is going to be easy for you because success never comes uh, uh, like, like that. Success comes through years of hard work and consistency. What is the key for consistency and hard work? Perseverance. Success comes through uh, being mature, you know, because success means being able to lead yourself and lead other people. And that comes through spiritual maturity. And of course, you know, a, a greedy person is not successful. Success is not chasing after money or chasing after fame. Success is knowing what is truly important and zooming in on that and being a specialist on that. And I pray that we will be complete or find our completeness in Christ. Amen. Point number three, trials unlock wisdom. Trials unlock wisdom. It says there that if anyone lacks wisdom, no, let him ask of God and God will freely give. Amen. You know, God will give generously, uh, you know, and uh, it says here, God will give liberally without reproach, without you know, looking, thinking too much, and it will be given to him. Let him ask in faith with no doubting, 
and he will receive anything from the Lord. What we need to understand is this, you know, that, that you know, trials unlock wisdom. I always tell this for people looking for a church. And maybe you're tuning in looking for a church. Don't look for pastors or leaders who teach well. Look for leaders and pastors who have been tested well. Many times we, 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 we think wisdom means someone who can teach well. Wisdom means someone who is charismatic. Wisdom means that someone who is, you know, who has, I don't know, gone through life. Yeah, gone through life maybe, but have they been tested? It says here that, in other words, let me, let me rephrase it. The trials of God is an open book exam. All the students will get this. Because scripture says, ask if you lack wisdom, ask of God. Man, this is basically God saying that I've set some exams in life and they are meant for your good. They are meant to perfect you. They're meant to reveal what's really inside. And once what's inside is revealed, you're meant to work at it so that perseverance can come out, so that maturity can come out, and so that completeness can come out. But also let you be encouraged by this. It is an open book exam. You can open my word, and you can ask of the Holy Spirit. Wow, you know, I would love to sit for that kind of exam. You know, where you can just, where, where the, the, you know, the, the, the teacher who walks around making sure all the students are, are sitting their exams, uh, instead of asking just for the time, you can also ask for the answers and ask for wisdom. Uh, teacher, how do you, hello, sir, ma'am, how do you do this? And that's the privilege that God has given us. So in other words, when trials come, it is not to destroy us, but it is to produce and, and one of the key things it produces is it unlocks wisdom in our lives. Because sometimes, like I said, until God interrupts our life, we don't know how much we need Him. And don't think of this as a lockdown. Think of this as, as an intervention from God. God is coming in and He's wanting to produce some wisdom. And, and the wisdom can either be produced because you are now faced with a challenge and in your own flesh, you don't know how to overcome. So you can only ask God, God, I don't know how to be, I don't know, God, I don't know how to forgive. God, help me to forgive. And then he helps you to forgive. God, I don't know how to manage my work at home. Then God gives you that wisdom, that peace to manage work. God, I don't know how to manage the relationships in my life. Then God will give you the wisdom to manage the relationship in your life, but wisdom can also come out of the test and the trial. In other words, rejoice. If you're going through a tough time right now, if this lockdown has been tough, I pray for God's peace over you, but I want to encourage you, don't give up because wisdom is being produced through this. Life lessons is going to be produced through this. Testimonies is going to be produced through this. Trials unlock wisdom. You know, many times people ask me for wisdom and, and, and it, it might shock a lot of people. <laughs> but this is the truth. I've never been to Bible school. Uh-oh, should I have said that? Immediately, five people have left church. <laughs> but it's true. But I can tell you I've been tested. I've been tested and tested and tested. And so much of the 
wisdom I'm able to share with people to help people overcome their addictions and their trials and their tribulations is not because I know a lot, it's because I've been tested a lot. And I can see these testings producing within me a deep wisdom that I can share, not just to the people around me, but even to you know, future generations if one day God blesses me with children. Because testing produces wisdom. And so maybe you're going through a tough time. I want to encourage you that God is actually formulating wisdom. One day you're going to look back at this lockdown. And I know right now it is tough. But one day by the grace of God, I believe we're able to look back at this lockdown and give God thanks. Already a lot of my friends uh, in Malaysia with children are telling me how they are thankful for this lockdown because they realize now that, wow, I get to spend time with my children that I've never spent time before. I'm learning about parenting that I've never learned before. And so all this wisdom is being produced that will help them in the long run. And already some of them are looking back at the lockdown and going like, wow, I'm beginning to thank God for this because this is, this is more beneficial to me than I dare realize or confess. And I'm declaring that over you. Maybe you're going through some tough time right now, but wisdom is being unlocked. And this will help you in the long run. This will help other people who are going through what you're going through. Wisdom is being wrestled out as you wrestle with God, as you wrestle with His Scripture. Wisdom is being unlocked. And, and this is a beautiful thing. And with this last encouragement, I'll, I'll, I'll close this. It means this, that while you are being tested, God can still use you. It is only in testing. And, and don't get me wrong, in life, we will be tested again and again and again and again. This is not going to be the first or last test of our lives. But as you're being tested, God is using you. Do you know what I'm saying? Which means this, nobody, nobody that you admire in your life right now, whether it's a CEO or a pastor or your, your parents, none of them started being full of wisdom and start being influential and started being a blessing after they've finished all their tests. No, no, no. They've become an influence, become a blessing because they've passed some tests. But there are still tests in their lives. And so my encouragement is this. You might feel that you're being tested. Good. Wisdom is coming out. But don't despair that you're being tested because God can use you even while you're being tested. As wisdom comes out, God is using you to bless the people around you. So don't think of it as only when I finish the testing period can God use me. I believe that if you allow God to test you and test you and test you, and if all that comes out is more maturity, more perseverance, more completion, even that can bless the people around you. Amen. And bless you for the long run. So that's it. That's my encouragement for us today. And I really want us to spend this time focusing on the promises of God and go back again, meditate on the book of James. James chapter 1 verse 2 
to five. And, and again, ask God, 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 just reveal in me what is really happening. God, I want my worship to go up. But God, if my worship has gone down, help me to work on it. God, I want faith to go up. But if this trial is showing that my faith has gone down, God, I want to work on it. And God, as I work on it, God, would you produce out of me perseverance? I pray that will be your heart's cry. God, would you work and produce maturity out of me? Would you work and produce, you know, completion? No, not wanting anything else except intimacy with God. Would you produce that out of me and out of all that? comes wisdom out of all that becomes wisdom for yourself for the people around you amen amen trials produce wisdom really you know even this in a way doing online church we, we never thought we knew how we never attempted it but this trial this challenge is producing what you're seeing right now so let this be an encouragement to you, if God can use this mess to produce this message, God can use your mess to produce a message as well. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for this time. And I pray, Lord, as a church, we will not miss out this opportunity to fine-tune ourselves. God, we see this lockdown as like a cocoon where you're you're, you're covering us with your grace. You're covering us with your protection so that we can work on the areas in our lives that we need to work on so that once we are allowed to go free, Lord, so many people out there, Lord, will suddenly be craving for conversations. I really believe that, church, that in this lockdown, you're not the only one that is craving for human interaction. You're not just the only one who is craving for a good conversation face to face. I believe that God is preparing us so that when the lockdown is finished, when all of our friends are running out and people can't wait to meet each other again and people want face-to-face -face conversations again, that we will have wisdom to share, testimony to share. And so, God, I pray, Lord, that you will use this trial. God, I know this is not easy. Lord, a lot of us, this lockdown, we're locked in our rooms, locked in our houses, the places where we fight all our private battles, and it is a war zone. So, God, I pray for your grace. I pray, Lord, that you help keep everyone, Lord, uh, just, just spiritually, just sound in you. And, and I pray for your grace, Lord, to come over everyone, to help us go through every day. And Lord, I pray that you will allow this challenge to reveal what's really happening on the inside. And Lord, that we will work on what's happening on the inside so that we can become mature believers, complete believers, and believers who know how to persevere the building blocks of success in life. Help us to nail it now in this lockdown. And of course, Lord, let wisdom abound. Let wisdom come out to bless our lives, to bless the people around us so that, Lord, when the lockdown is over, we are able to go out and engage with deeper wisdom, engage with deeper compassion, engage with deeper maturity, engage with more testimonies. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Do it, Lord. Reveal in us, work in us, 
Change us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.